Chapter 10 Ants That was Cassie's brilliant idea. Ants. See, ants could get into Chapman's basement, and ants could carry away the small transponder. Ants. This was what my life had come to. We ended up spending a couple of hours debating whether we should be red ants or black ants. I finally left in disgust. I didn't want to be an ant, red, black, or any other color. I saw Jake the next day in school. I had just come out of history class where I had blown a pop quiz. I wasn't in the best mood. I was opening my locker and muttering about the Mexican-American War, and how was anyone supposed to remember the difference between that war and the Texas War of Independence? Hi, Jake said. The answer is black. Turns out most of the ants near Chapman's house are black. Tobias checked it out. I looked over Jake's shoulder to make sure no one was close enough to overhear. Jake, I don't want to be a bug. I've been a gorilla, an osprey, a dolphin, a seagull, a trout, of all things, a lobster, and I'm probably forgetting a few. Gorilla was fun. Dolphin was fun. Osprey was fun. Ant, not fun. Basically, bugs are a bad idea. Jake shrugged. I was a flea. That was no big thing. He grinned like he'd made the world's funniest joke. Seriously, it was like nothing. I couldn't see anything. I could barely hear anything. Just vibrations. All I knew was I liked warm bodies, and whenever I got hungry, I just poked a hole in some warm skin. And sucked blood. He looked a little uncomfortable. Well, it was Rachel's blood. Kind of. I mean, okay, it was the cat blood, but Rachel was morphing the cat. Jake, do you ever listen to yourself? I try not to think about it, he admitted. But look, we want to try and give Axe a chance to get home. And if he stays here, he's a danger to us. We've got this big and-a-he looked around to make sure no one could hear, and lowered his voice. We have this big andalite running around Cassie's farm. What if someone sees him? Any controller is going to know what he is, and they're going to wonder why he's on Cassie's land. I nodded. Yeah, you're right. But I almost died the other day. I was almost boiled alive. I know you're the big hero type, Jake, but I'm not. I grabbed my book out of the locker, slammed the door, and headed down the hall. Jake kept pace. You know what next Sunday is? I asked him suddenly. I hadn't planned to say anything. Sunday? I don't know. What? Two years to the day. Two years since my mom died. And I don't know what to do. I don't know whether I should talk to my dad about it or just let it pass. But I know one thing. This would be a really bad week for me to turn up dead. I kept walking. He didn't follow me. Two years. She'd taken the boat out of the marina. She'd sailed it out into a rough sea. No one knew why. She'd never done it before. We'd always gone out together, the three of us. That night, after the high winds had blown past, they'd found the boat driven up on the rocks. The hull was shattered. There was no sign of my mother except for a frayed safety rope. They never found her body. The Coast Guard guys said that was not unusual. The ocean is a big place. So was space, a voice in my head said. Somewhere very, very far away, a mother and father wondered what had become of their children. For a long time, I made up stories about how my mom had survived, maybe on a desert island or something. But I'm a realistic person, I guess. After a while, I accepted it. And after a while, Axe's parents would accept that he and his brother, Prince Elfanger, 
would not be returning. That they had been lost forever in space. Lost fighting to protect Earth. To help the human race. To help me. I spotted Cassie up ahead, walking with some of her friends. She smiled vaguely when she saw me. We were supposed to kind of ignore each other in school, so no one ever figured out that Jake and me and Cassie and Rachel were hanging out a lot. As I brushed past her, I muttered, Tell Jake I'll do it. Sometimes I really hate having a conscience. 